0: This is where we live on Connecticut Public Radio. I'm Lucy nall Registered voters should not overlook primaries. This year, primary day is Tuesday, September 14th, and in some cities, that means voting in races for mayor. Today, we talk to the Democratic candidates running to unseat four-term incumbent New Britain Mayor Aaron Stewart, a Republican. State Representative Bobby Sanchez is a Democratic Party's endorsed candidate. The New Britain native is a longtime state lawmaker. He chairs the legislature's Education Committee. And before being elected in 2011 to the General Assembly, he was a member of the New Britain Board of Education. Alicia Hernandez Strong is also a New Britain native who collected enough signatures to be on the primary ballot. She's a community activist who worked for Congresswoman Hayes' first campaign, and she was executive director of the Council on American-Islamic Relations for Connecticut. Alicia is also the founder of the New Britain Racial Justice Coalition. Now, if you're a New Britain resident, we want to hear from you. What questions do you have for these candidates? Join us at 888-720-9677. That's 888-720-WMPR. You can share a comment or question on our Facebook page or find us on Twitter at where we live. Alicia and Representative Bobby Sanchez, welcome to the show. Thank Thank you for having me. Now, we're starting uh, on Zoom today, and I know today is the first day back for so many students, including in New Britain. Uh, Alicia, I'll start with you. I understand that you uh, went to New Britain uh, schools as a child, and when we look back at this pandemic, we're still in it a year and a half later. What do you think is the biggest challenge facing students right now?
1: Yeah, I think there are a lot of challenges that are being compounded this year. I mean, New Britain already ranks at the bottom in per per pupil spending. We already struggle to fund the things that students need. Um, So I think the pandemic just adds another layer to it. Um, The digital divide is very real. There are many students who don't have access to Wi-Fi, reliable Wi-Fi to go to school. So I am definitely worried about the potential um, for going back online and students Uh, falling behind like what happened last year Um, and I'm also really concerned about the uptake in cases here in New Britain. New Britain is one of the lowest vaccinated uh, cities here in Connecticut Um, so seeing kids go back to school I think a lot of parents and families are worried about the spread of COVID with the new Delta variant. Um, SO WE DEFINITELY NEED TO INVEST IN SAFETY AND CLEANING MEASURES, BUT I THINK GENERALLY WE ALSO NEED TO START ADDRESSING THE DIGITAL DIVIDE AND MAKING SURE THAT STUDENTS HAVE EVERYTHING THEY NEED to, TO PROSPER
0: representative sanchez you were once a member of the board of education in new britain uh, obviously you're chair of the legislature's education committee as i mentioned but you used to be a preschool teacher at, at one point in your career and so education is also a front and center for you as a campaign issue and what are you most concerned about this year
2: um well thank you lucy um yes definitely i'm very concerned with this on um, social emotional state of um children that are going to be coming into school this year um, there's, It's there's something that we discussed in our education committee meetings um, numerous times we also passed legislation um, to help and bring some guidance and and ask the state department of education to um, provide some guidance to the local board of beds on how to um, go about um, working with children and their social and emotional needs um, Very concerned, of course, um, with what's going on with connectivity, with the digital divide that happened last year. Um, I think they're a little more prepared this time around, although there are still some flaws in the system. Um, That's something that we also on the education committee um, addressed so that um, we can um, reach out to localities and find out what materials are needed. Uh, A lot of the federal funding that came in um, we uh, The guidance was from SDE to invest in um, some of these uh, laptops and um, Chromebooks and, um, and to look into the connectivity um, um, issues that are, are going on, particularly in cities like New Britain. So um, I think those things are um, currently being looked at and have been worked on, um, but nothing is perfect. I, uh, I still believe there's going to be some issues, um, but um, I'm glad that kids, the children are Going back to school, I talked to numerous um, students. Um, they were excited to be to be back into school because they get to meet their friends and meet their teachers. Um, it's not the same. It's not the same to be um, at home remote learning versus being in the classroom. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it affected a lot of children. Um, the fact that New Britain is so behind has a lot to do, of, of course, with the lack of um, funding that um, the city does not do enough investment in education. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, that that's gonna be one of my um, really big issues to, to tackle here in the city of New Britain. Um, I think the mayor has not, her and her administration um, at this point are not communicating very well. Um, and there's some, some big issues within um, the Board of Education and, and the administration in, in regards to communication and what um, the needs are for our children, so. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Representative Representative and, I think, uh, uh, yeah, representative and uh, Alicia, I, I just wanted to b- ask you both, since you're running uh, to become mayor, what should be the mayor's relationship with the Board of Ed? And, and how would you describe it uh, right now with the current mayor? I'll start with you, Alicia.
1: Yeah, I mean, right now what we're seeing is we're seeing a lot of conflict between City Hall and the Board of Education. Uh, and I think that's really dangerous because both uh, bodies are important uh, to ensuring that our children have resources on the mayoral and city council side. It's important that we make sure our students have all of the resources they need to be successful and to thrive. And on the board of education side, it's important to make sure we have all the policies and plans in place to make sure that money is used wisely. Um, I think right now the, tense relationship between city hall and the board of ed is ultimately hurting our students. I think there needs to be collaboration, not only with the board of ed and city hall, but also generally statewide and with other cities similar to new Britain in size, um, because this this problem with funding is both a city and a state issue. Um, the fact that property taxes fund education is the prime reason why a community like new Britain doesn't have the funds they need. Um, so I think, creating these connections and building a broader coalition to fight for more funding would be beneficial not only to New Britain, but to cities across the state. Representative
0: Sanchez, you've been a long time state lawmaker. I know uh, some listeners, when they hear uh, talk about more funding, more funding, they wonder about how the funding is used and is there enough scrutiny and what's being invested in uh, when we still see um, outcomes that are problematic. Uh, How do you address that?
2: Well, you know, uh Between the Board of Education, the administration, and the mayor's office, the the communication is not happening. It hasn't been happening now for for a number of years. Um, And that's that's really serious. Um, You have to have a mayor and you have to have a superintendent and an administration that connects and communicates so that we know what exactly is happening in our school system, what policies need to be changed in order to make um, our school system better. Um, I, those talks are not happening. That, that communication is lacking. Um, at the state level, um, we have listened and with, um, educational cost sharing, um, in the past three to years, we have managed to put in additional dollars on the state level to the city of New Britain. Um, in the last two years, New Britain received close to 10 million additional dollars in ECS funding. And in the biennium um, budget that we just passed, we had added an additional 10 million. Um, so uh, on the on the state side, we're 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 moving along and um, providing that funding. Um, on the city side, though, the flat funding has hurt um, tremendously. Um, this is why you have large um, classrooms um, where you know you have more than twenty-five students in a classroom with one teacher. Um, you can't hire enough teachers. Uh, you can't hire enough paraprofessionals. I mean, there are certain issues that, um, that really need to be um, looked into, and the policies are very important. But you can't make change if, if the administrations on both sides are not communicating. Um, that is key. You have to communicate. You have to work together. Um, that is not happening right now
0: you can join our conversation if you're a new britain resident we're talking with two candidates uh, who will be on the democratic mayoral uh, primary ballot on september 14th that is representative bobby sanchez who you just heard and alicia hernandez strong here's the number to join us 888-720-9677 that's 888 720 wmpr or find us on facebook and twitter at where we live clarissa's calling in first clarissa go ahead my question to Representative Sanchez and Representative Alicia would be, how do they feel about the uh, Christopher Columbus Memorial? Uh, what it stands for? Do, do they feel like if they were elected, it would be removed? Um, because in my opinion, it's, it's just a memorial of a spirit of oppression, and New Britain is the only one that hasn't stood up to remove it. So I'd like to know how you guys feel about that. Thank you, Clarissa, for your question and for context for our listeners. I believe uh, the, the council had uh, voted to remove uh, that statue and the current mayor, uh, New Britain mayor, Aaron Stewart, vetoed that. So um, I'll start with you first, Alicia.
1: Yeah, that's an excellent question. Um, I'm actually one of the people who spearheaded the movement to remove the Columbus statue because I recognize that Almost 40% of residents identify as Puerto Ricans. Um, and a lot of the brutality that Columbus committed actually happened on the island of Puerto Rico to the indigenous people. Um, so, through my uh, organization, the New Britain Racial Justice Coalition, we rallied members of the community from all different cultural groups and affinities. Um, and we said, this is unacceptable. We cannot continued to walk by this statue. We led protests, we led call-ins. We were actually able to flip some Republican counselors to get this passed and ultimately Aaron Stewart vetoed it. As mayor, I am committed to removing it. I don't think it represents who we are as a city. In fact, I think it represents this old idea of separating people by ethnicity and race in the city, instead of bringing people together along things that are similar. Most people in New Britain are working class people. Um, but I think that this often gets lost in these politics around things like statues. But I am definitely committed to removing the statue as someone who led that movement uh, just a year ago here in New Britain.
0: Representative Sanchez, how would you uh, address this issue for, your, for the city?
2: Well, again, this, this is what's happening in the current administration. Um, you're supposed to be listening to the people. Um, people rallied. People got together, um, petitions were turned in, um, people went to public participation and asked for its removal. Um, and um, most of the council did vote in favor of removing it. And then the mayor beetles it. Um, so, you know, when, it, when I take office um, in November, I'm gonna tell you this, I'm going to be listening to the people. If the people want the statue removed, we will remove the statue. Um, right now, the school board um, did make a decision that they're not celebrating Columbus Day. They're um, celebrating Indigenous People Day um, in October. Um, I think they started that last year and they're gonna continue. They they were criticized for that, but um, they made the move. And, um, and they listened to the children, the students, and the people um, when they voiced their concerns at public hearings um, at the Board of Ed. So this is what we have to do. Um, The people are the voice in the city of New Britain, and and if you're not going to listen to them, then there's an issue.
0: Again, you can join us if you're a New Britain resident. We're talking with uh, two candidates running on the Democratic uh, primary ballot for mayor, Representative Bobby Sanchez, uh, a longtime state lawmaker, a New Britain native, and also Alicia Hernandez-Strong, a New Britain native uh, who collected enough signatures to be on the ballot. She's running on what she calls the People's Slate. Again, that number, 888-720-9677. That's 888 720 wmpr Before I take another uh, caller question, um, as I'm listening, listening, listening to both of you, you seem like you have uh, pretty similar stances on particular issues. And so I'm wondering if you could set uh, yourself apart from your opponent. Alicia, for people who are listening, why should they vote for you over Representative Sanchez?
1: Yeah, so I have made real tangible commitments, and I have proposed a long term vision for the city of New Britain um for the last six months I've been putting out extensive policy platforms that not only explain in vague generalities what I might do like increase education or support affordable housing but actual steps on how I'm going to do that how I'm going to keep track of that and how I'm going to fund that and I think that's what we need from our elected officials we need a long-term plan for so long uh, politicians have come in and only thought as far as their two year term, and that's put New Britain in jeopardy. Um, So I think that it's important to elect someone with a long-term plan. I also think it's important to elect someone who is grassroots and who is in touch with the people. I'm a community activist in New Britain, and I've been so for a number of years. I'm in touch with a number of people, working class people in the city. And I think we need a politician who really has that connection. So my plans and my platform, coupled with my connection to the people, makes me uniquely qualified to lead this city.
2: Representative Sanchez. Um, Yes, well, I'm born and raised here in the city of New Britain, went to school, was a teacher here in the city of New Britain, worked in the city of New Britain the the most of my life, um, and represented. been representing New Britain now for the past 10 years at the state level. Uh, I've advocated for education. I've advocated for working families. Um, My degree is in human services. I have been working in the human services field now for 40 years of my life. Um, dedicated to working with children, dedicated to working with families. That's the work I've done. I ran a 19 year program, um, a fatherhood initiative program to connect fathers with their children. Um, fathers that have come out of incarceration and um, are left out in the cold, basically. They don't, they don't they're do not they not connected to housing services or employment. I've helped many dads um, connect with their families. Um, this, is, this is all who I am. I, I've dedicated my whole life working with families and working with children. And the policies that I work at at the state level have always been how we benefit our children and how we benefit our families, our working class families here in the state of Connecticut. Um, and so this is the person I am. And I bring the experience that's needed um, at City Hall. I will step in on the first day, roll up my sleeves and get to work.
0: Again, you can join us, 888-720-9677, as we talk with the two Democratic candidates, again, uh, running on the Democratic primary ballot, rather, for mayor. That's September 14th in New Britain, 888-720-9677. Sam's calling in. Sam, what's your question? Hi. if, If Mayor Stewart can't control the police department, why should I believe one of you can?
1: Alicia, do you want to go first? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think it has to do with political will, quite frankly. I think that's what we're dealing with right now. Um, Last year, when the Black Lives Matter movement uh, reignited across the nation, I was one of the first people right here in New Britain to push for police accountability. Um, Again, with my organization, we proposed a comprehensive plan, uh, well-researched and well-thought-out, to ensure that any police misconduct in the city would be referred to a civilian review board that would ensure that nobody was abusing any citizen. Um, Of course, the Republican council and mayor uh, quickly struck that down. Um, But I want to emphasize that it is a political will um, to do things or to not do things. So it's not a matter of, um, Aaron Stewart can't control the police, but it's a matter of she's not willing to and I've shown that I'm taking the initiative to push for police accountability like so many young activists are around the country because I grew up in this town and I want to make sure everybody is treated fairly and everybody can feel safe in New Britain.
0: Alicia, the caller uh, described the police department as out of control. Do you believe that and can you point to some examples?
1: Yes, I am extremely concerned with a lot of the behaviors of the police department. Um, In my capacity as an organizer in the New Britain Racial Justice Coalition, we work in a lot of low income areas. And what I hear a lot of times from people is that they feel that they are actually being targeted um, by police officers. I also hear this from homeless people, homeless folks who live in our town who are often in Central Park, saying that they always have to deal with police harassment. I think this is completely unacceptable and I'm really concerned, you know? There are a number of incidents that that have me extremely worried. You know, Zoe, Zoe Dowdow was killed by the New Britain Police Department a few years back. Um, We had an incident in 2019 where an SRO arrested a young student with behavioral problems in front of the whole school. Um, So these incidents continue to occur, but because of the system, there's not a mechanism for maintaining accountability. Additionally, I am very concerned with the military police equipment that has been acquired by the New Britain Police Department. Currently the New Britain Police Department has over $1 million in military equipment, which includes an MRAP or a mine resistant vehicle. Last time I checked, there are no mines in New Britain. So I'm confused why New Britain taxpayers are paying to maintain military vehicles that have no use in our communities. So these types of issues really need to be addressed and we need somebody who is willing to address them because quite frankly, a lot of politicians are afraid to even engage with the police and these issues of policing. As a Black Lives Matter activist since 2013, I definitely am not.
0: Uh, Representative Sanchez, uh, we know that the General Assembly passed a police accountability bill uh, changing up uh, training um, when uh, use of force is permitted. And I'm wondering if you can respond to what the caller said. If you were elected as mayor, what would that relationship be between your office and the New Britain
2: police? Well, the buck stops with the chief of the police department. <clears throat> and um, absolutely, last um, year when when everything happens with George Floyd and, 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 and the disgusting behavior by that police officer, um, the black and Puerto Rican caucus up at the state Capitol got together and we worked on a police accountability bill. We passed it, um, barely passed it out of the um, house and in the Senate, um, but it did pass. And um, we, we were holding police accountable by number one, they have to have body cameras. It's so important that they have body cameras and they have them on while they're on duty. Um, so there's, uh, you know, they they're, they're, they will get um, in trouble if they turn off those cameras while they have them on their bodies. Um, the other thing that we um, talked about is we set policies from in that bill where it would um, allow cities to form these um, um, civilian um, review boards and new britain um one was brought up by the democrats on the council um um, they tried to form it together and of course it was um turned down by the mayor um i i truly believe there should be a civilian review board and if i become mayor that's definitely going to happen but again it all stops with the chief of police if there are police officers that are um, not behaving and are are breaking rules and policies it's the chief's responsibility to make sure that they are getting the training that they're supposed to get. And we set forward some guidance on, on certain trainings with the police accountability bill as well. Um, if they're not using, um, those guidances, then, um, you know, something's wrong with the administration at the police department and that has to be dealt with. Um, would I, um, bring in the chief and, uh, and hold him accountable? Absolutely. If, if, the work is not being done, then we have to hold the chief accountable. Um, and because the buck stops there, same thing, the buck stops with the mayor as well. The mayor is the leader of that city, the administrator of that city, and they have to ensure that the the public feels safe and that, um, the police department is being held accountable for their actions.
0: I should mention uh, where we live has tried scheduling New Britain Mayor Aaron Stewart on the show a few times, and there have been some scheduling snags. We hope to get her on the show before the November election. Uh, today, you're hearing from the candidates in the New Britain Democratic mayoral primary, Representative Bobby Sanchez and Alicia Hernandez-Strong. If you live in New Britain, here's your chance to ask these candidates questions before that primary, September 14th. Here's the number, 888-720-9677. That's 888. 888- 720 WMPR or find us on Facebook and Twitter at where we live. This is where we live on Connecticut Public Radio. I'm Lucy Nalpathanchel. We're talking to the Democratic candidates running to unseat four term incumbent New Britain Mayor Aaron Stewart, a Republican. The primary is September 14th. State Representative Bobby Sanchez is the Democratic Party's endorsed candidate. He's a New Britain native, longtime state lawmaker. He chairs the legislature's education committee. Alicia Hernandez Strong is also a New Britain native. She collected enough signatures to be on that primary ballot. She's a community activist. She worked for Congresswoman Hayes's first campaign. She was the executive director of the Council on American Islamic Relations for Connecticut, and she's the founder of the New Britain Racial Justice Coalition. Now, if you live in the city of New Britain, we want to hear from you. What questions do you have for these mayoral candidates? 888-720-9677. That's 888-720-WNPR. Or find us on Facebook and Twitter at Where We Live. Now, Alicia and Representative Sanchez, we know uh, this summer there's a lot of attention on New Britain after that runner and city resident, 53-year-old Henrik Gudelsky, was hit and killed in New Britain uh, by a, a, a teenager who was driving a stolen car. This teenager had been repeatedly been in trouble with the law. We heard from Mayor Stewart and other uh, Republicans in the state that said this case is an example of why uh, more youth offenders who have a record like this young this uh, teenager did should be sent to adult court and there should even be a a new kind of criminal offense for stealing a motor vehicle. And so I'll start with you, Representative Sanchez. If you were mayor at the time of this tragedy, how would you have handled this situation?
2: Well, first of all, I would communicate with your delegation, um, not just a Republican delegation, but your Democratic delegation. There's three of us and uh, um, and we also have a senator who is a Democrat. Um, no communication whatsoever, uh, not a telephone call about any issues that are happening in the city of New Britain. We haven't heard from her in, in years. Um, so this, this, that's an issue itself. Um, the fact that they hired a lobbyist firm to lobby us for the past couple of years, <laughs> I, I I don't understand. But anyway, um, in regards to um, Henry Kondalski, Kandals- uh, you know, it was a horrific tragedy, and um, and that particular um teenager or, or, or person has to be held young man has to be held accountable for what he did. Um, we at um up there at the state capitol have been looking at different policies and how we could um bring in more resources to help the youth because it's you know if you leave it up to certain republicans they're the way out is to lock them up and throw away the key that's not how we do things these are teenagers we need to you know once they have a first offense we need to refer them to some mental health services or find out what are the resources that they need in order to keep them from doing this again that that's not happening i throughout the state um, and instead of going up to the Capitol and rallying with Republicans, um, by the way, I haven't seen her in years up at the Capitol um, to rally about anything. Um, You know, pointing fingers is not the way to do things. Sitting down with the stakeholders and coming up with solutions and how we can um, work around this and make sure that we're doing the right thing and providing the right resources, that's how we do things. Um, That pointing finger stuff, that, that doesn't work. Uh, and it, you know, you throws people off, and and it's the wrong thing to do. You need to be you you need to be communicating. As mayor, I will communicate with all the stakeholders, regardless of what party they're mm-hmm. from. They have to be at the table. We have to communicate. We have to talk about how we can sh- turn the, the system around. One of the things that the governor um, implemented right away was um, to make sure that these judges were provided the information during the weekends, because apparently that was an issue. I didn't know that was an issue, but apparently that was an issue and guess what? The, the governor worked on it immediately. We um, um, reached out to the governor's office to see what, why that was happening and something was done about it. Um, and presently there is a group, core group of people, bipartisan um, group of people that are working and looking at the juvenile um, court system and um, to look at improvements and policy changes. And I know that that will come up in January when the next session um, um it moves forward, so um, I believe things are are starting to work. It's unfortunate what happened to um, Henry, and uh, I can imagine how the family is feeling. Um, it's tragedy, um, and um, but that person that did that, committed that crime, um, will be held accountable.
0: Uh, Alicia, when we hear Representative Sanchez talk about investing in mental health services and also just services uh, to help children uh, who may get in trouble instead of sending them into the juvenile court system, because, you know, statistics show that once a child is in the system, they're likely to reoffend and end up in adult prison. Nobody wants to see that, right? It's not good for anybody involved. But uh, this is a conversation that uh, has been going on for several years, and so I'm wondering, as mayor, if you're elected, you know how would you address, um, you know, helping uh, children who are committing certain crimes and and ways to keep them out of the system.
1: Absolutely, um, I think our approach to juvenile crime and public safety in general needs to be one of prevention and proactivity, and not being reactive. What we saw, what what happened to this man was absolutely a tragedy, but the reaction from the Republicans was not based in any type of data or any type of research. They saw this death as as a way to score political points and to scare people, to have people think that they are unsafe, and thus we need to put tougher penalties on these youth. Um, I'm somebody who believes very much in data and believes very much in research. Um, And so I believe that New Britain needs to end the school to prison pipeline and stop putting juveniles in jail because, like you said, that is only a short-term solution. You put them in jail now and when they come out and they're not able to get a job because they have a record and they're not able to get housing because they have a record and they lose access to all of these things, then they come back in the community and it becomes an issue again. So you've only stopped that issue for a very short time. So I think there's a number of of things we need to do to address juvenile crime. For example, instead instead of having two police officers in the schools, we need to start investing in social workers and mental health counselors and folks who can help. And I wanna be clear that when I talk about mental health services, we need comprehensive in community mental health services for the whole family. Oftentimes um, I hear people saying, well, what about the parents? We need to go back to the parents. But the reality is the parents are often also dealing with a number of issues, whether they work a lot and are unable to access childcare and so can't watch their child, or maybe they struggle with addiction, or maybe they're incarcerated, right? And so we need to focus on healing the whole family by providing them with community services Um, not just the child. Um, And once we're able to give that kind of support, that is a long-term solution to keep the child out of the system. Um, You know, we cannot go back to 20 years ago when we were throwing kids in jail for, for everything. Because I think what we're seeing here now is the repercussions of that. I'd be interested to see how many juvenile offenders have a close family member who is also incarcerated. We cannot keep creating these cycles of incarceration we need to start supporting people. There is a reason uh, why juveniles in wealthier areas tend to do better. Because when we have all of the resources we need, uh, crime goes down. This is a, this is a fact. Um, so as mayor, I think the mayor needs to address this and invest in this, invest in long-term public safety solutions. That is the only way. These reactionary responses will only hurt our community for decades and generations to come.
0: Uh, You mentioned data, Alicia. I know our investigative unit at Connecticut Public looked at uh, data related to car thefts and car thefts did uh, spike in 2020. Uh, We know crime increased uh, generally when the pandemic started some researchers blame the pandemic you know those support programs uh, and other services not available uh, while we're all uh, in lockdown at one point Uh, and so it'll be interesting to hear uh, again how this issue um, is can is discussed uh, from the state capitol on down but I want to take another uh, caller and you can join us too as we talk to two candidates running for the Democratic uh, mayoral primary that's Alicia Hernandez strong and state representative Bobby Sanchez the number 888-720-9677 Eight 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 seven two zero nine six seven seven, or find us on Facebook and Twitter at Where We Live. Christelle, are you there? What's your question?
1: Yes, hi. Um, so I was just listening in, and uh, both the candidates seem to be really interested in um, mental health services and supporting families and children, and that's totally great. And they seem to be very interested in bridging that gap between the community and the police department, and I think that's also really awesome. But one of the things that doesn't really get mentioned. Um, is actually supporting the good police officers that are kind of getting lumped in with, uh, you know, the bad apples in the bunch. Um, what resources do you guys plan on, you know, using to actually help bridge the divide and maybe help supporting maybe good police officers who are kind of put between a rock and a hard place and may potentially also be getting exposed to things that they're not getting help for, such as traumatic incidents uh, as part of their job?
0: Thank you, Christelle. Representative Sanchez, do you want to go first?
2: Yes. I think I, you can hear me now, right? Yes, go ahead. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so, again, it, you know, we need extensive training. And and when we passed the accountability bill, we discussed about uh, multiple training sessions for these police officers because, absolutely right, there are very good police officers. I know a number of them here in the city in New Britain. Um, and um, And you know, they should not be held accountable for the actions of another police officer that really, you know, either didn't get the training or um, doesn't follow the rules. Um, So absolutely, um, it it all comes down again to what they do on a yearly basis to train these police officers before they even go out and to walk the beat or to um, do their jobs. Um, They have to also understand, and, and I think the the fact that they have body cameras is going to be useful too, because the the body cameras pr- will also protect the police officer if he's accused of something that he actually did not do, um, and the camera is there. It's 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 you know that's evidence. Um, and but also the body camera will help um, with um, weeding out those officers that um, have not followed the rules, um, similar to what happened to George Floyd um, in, in Minneapolis. Um, so. I think those are key. And, um, and we also, you know, going back to the um, civilian review board, um, this is a board that's going to be able to work actively with not just the, um, mayor's office, but with the police department and with the, and with the public to find out about these issues and complaints that are happening throughout the, the city. And how do we address those? Um, a lot of times it's because of lack of training. And, um, and I think that that's key. And the, the police accountability um, bill did um, provide some guidance in that. So um, hopefully, um, you know, in the past year, I know that um, a majority of the police um, um, departments throughout the state have been purchasing um, body cameras. Um, and so, um, and um, putting in certain um, policies into place. So hopefully um, this will change the trend.
0: Uh, Alicia, I know uh, one of your uh, campaign focuses is on uh, increasing mental health services. And when the caller brings up, uh, you know, support for uh, police, uh, the the ones uh, that get grouped in uh, with uh, the the few bad apples, uh, something that doesn't get a lot of attention is the high suicide rate among law enforcement in our country. And I'm wondering how you would respond to that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think we need to take a step back first and understand that the problems with policing, not just in New Britain or Connecticut, but throughout the country is a systemic one. It is not an individual one. Um, So that's the first thing that I want to point out. I understand that there are good people in every profession, but the fact of the matter is, what are we doing? We're telling someone you get six months of training, then I'm going to give you a gun and I'm gonna give you the power to arrest and I'm gonna send you into a community. Oftentimes the officer's not even from our community. Um, And I think the worst and most concerning part is we try to send police to deal with all of our social problems. Um, And I can imagine how that could have a toll on the individual when we're sending police for mental health calls, domestic calls, neighborhood disputes, quality of life calls. We have to step back and think. Do we really need a person with a gun and a badge for this function? And if not, why are we sending someone who's not qualified or trained to deal with these issues? Um, so I think if we really want to help individuals have less stress, we need to stop throwing all of our social problems at them and start rethinking public safety. You know, Start thinking about an unarmed uh, mental health intervention team, domestic violence intervention teams, um, other resources, other programs, other ways to deal with these issues so that we're not just sending a police officer who only had six months of training with a gun and a badge to solve stuff that they're just not equipped to solve and not trained to solve. And I think that's the biggest problem here. Um, We need to go back, look at the system and figure out how the system is working and whether it's useful to even have police respond to certain types of calls.
0: You're hearing Alicia Hernandez-Strong here on Where We Live. She's one of the candidates on the Democratic mayoral primary ballot for New Britain, September 14th. State Representative Bobby Sanchez is also here. He's a Democratic Party's endorsed candidate uh, in that race. If you live in New Britain, here's your chance to ask these candidates questions before you vote September 14th. 888-720-9677. That's 888 720 wmpr We'll be back after a short break. This is where we live on Connecticut Public Radio. I'm Lucy Nalpathanchel. My guests today are mayoral candidates on the Democratic prim- primary ballot in New Britain, September 14th. Alicia Hernandez-Strong and State Representative Bobby Sanchez. If you have a question and you're a New Britain resident, 888-720-9677 or find us on Facebook and Twitter at Where We Live. When we think about the local economy, we know uh, many businesses were hard hit in the pandemic. Uh, One business that uh, might be coming to a city or town near our listeners is a cannabis, whether it's a retail store or a grower locating in particular municipalities as the state continues to uh, launch uh, this um, this uh, throughout the state and coming up with guidelines. And so I'd, I'd be curious to hear your perspective, both of you, on um, if you're mayor, would you welcome a cannabis shop to New Britain? Uh, Representative Sanchez, I'll start with
2: you. Um, yes, um, well, I voted on the cannabis bill this past um, um, session. Uh, it was, uh, I had my um, difference. In the past, about the cannabis bill because I didn't feel it was equitable enough um, for people that uh, regular folks that want to open business. Um, and but this one um, seems a little better, and I was able to um, give it a yes vote. Um, got criticized by some people about it, but hey, you know, um, I think it's it was the right thing to do. Um, it, it brings in additional funds, um, not only just um, not only for education, but for also mental health services. Um, I do believe that if we, um, it would all all depend on where within the city someone would want to open one of these um, um, dispensaries. Uh, So um, I would be, have to sit down, um, really take a look at that. I don't want something to go into a very poor neighborhood. Um, The poor neighborhoods don't get uh, the recognition, so to speak, um, from these last um, administrations. Um, They, you know, they're, they're ignored. And um, this is one of the platforms that I'm also running on. Uh, there's certain community neighborhoods that have been ignored, regardless, you know, not enough businesses, not enough work, um, the lack of um, even fixing sidewalks in those communities. It's it's just been um, unbelievable. So um, definitely would have to, um, would support it, only if I know it's going into an area that is not going to be poor, um area and that it would
0: benefit um the city uh, before i ask uh, alicia the same question you know isn't the point of the bill to give economic benefits of cannabis to poor neighborhoods representative sanchez
2: yes it is and uh, but i'm also concerned that um once we talk about putting up a uh, homeless shelter or social services it usually all goes into a very poor neighborhood um, and then everything else is ignored, no economic development. Um, the streets are not even paved. I mean, we can't do that. We have to take care If we're going to do something like this, we have to make sure that happens in other neighborhoods, um, should also happen in these poor neighborhoods. And so, um, that being said, you know, um, I, I would support something like that. Um, and it's going to be an economic, um, help to these poor neighborhoods, but, um, I would have to take a good look at where exactly they would um, put up a dispensary within the city.
0: Alicia Hernandez-Strong, what's your take on cannabis in New Britain?
1: Yeah, I mean, when I think about cannabis in New Britain, I think about the ways that our community have been disproportionately targeted by the war on drugs in the last 30 years. I think about all the people that I know, some of them my family, some of them friends, who have been funneled into the prison system um, over this this uh, plant that is actually less dangerous than alcohol, um, and it's really deeply disturbing, um, I would definitely welcome cannabis establishments. Uh, my my big caveat is to ensure that it is adult use, that it is away from kids, that kids don't have access to it, um, that it's strictly for adult use and adult use only. Um, so. There's already provisions in the uh, bill to keep it away from schools. So those would be most important to me. Um, But in terms of revenue and in terms of small businesses, um, I would love to see people and families who are impacted by the war on drugs be able to benefit from cannabis. I would love to um, use the funds that the city is able to get for cannabis to help undo some of the harms from the war on drugs. There are a lot of people who can't get jobs. There are so many things uh, that go into that. So um, making sure that the revenue is going back into these specific neighborhoods that have been over policed and targeted um, in the war on drugs, I think would be the most important thing for me. And then keeping it away from children. But I definitely support cannabis establishments in New Britain. We just have about
0: four minutes left. So, with this next question, I'll ask both of you to answer it concisely, but be, you know, uh, we definitely want to hear your thoughts. Uh, Christiana uh, tweeted at us that she lives in New Britain and there's a lot of community division, especially in the last year, both within the party and the city as a whole. And so, Representative Sanchez, uh, if you're elected mayor, how would you handle that community division?
2: Well, I would bring um, people from the community. To the table, I bring all stakeholders to the table. I mean, this is this is one of the issues that we're having now with this current administration. There is a lack of communication. You know, they leave out some of the poorest communities in the city of New Britain. Um, I live in one of those poor communities and have been living in one of those poor communities for many many years. And I see no kind of kinds of communication coming from City Hall. Um, the North Oak area in New Britain is constantly ignored. Um, I fought to um, to bring in a million dollars of bonding for the Martin Luther King Corridor project, which we hope we can get off its feet um, as soon as possible now that the million dollars in bonding for planning has been approved, but it, that's a project that the current mayor has not embraced. Mm. So, uh, you know, it, it with these um, communities, we really need to focus, get into those communities, talk to the people, I'm a candidate that I'm willing and a person that I'm willing as mayor to go into these communities. I was born in Malakowski Circle, um, raised there for 20 years. It is a very poor neighborhood. And um, I went back there just recently to talk to people, and there hasn't been much of a change in that And thank
0: you. Thank you, Representative Sanchez. Alicia, I want to hear from you, too.
2: Yeah, definitely. So I think that
1: the diversity of this wonderful community has been exploited by politicians. People like to pit different racial and ethnic communities against each other, make them compete for resources, for investment from the city. And I think this has divided our city uh, very, very deeply. And we saw that in debates about the Columbus statue, civilian review board, and many other issues that came up in the city. I think it's time that we bring people together across race, across culture, and acknowledge that as working class people, there are things that we want. We want affordable housing. We want economic development for all. We want good quality schools for our kids. You know, we want police accountability. So focusing on those things that working class people have in common, I think, is essential. And my team is a team of people from every corner of the city. Polish, Puerto Rican, African-American, Yemeni. I have so many different people. So I believe that I have the ability to bring all of these people together under a common cause.
0: Well, Alicia Hernandez, strong and Representative Bobby Sanchez. It was a pleasure to hear from both of you. Just a reminder to our listeners, the primary, September 14th, in a lot of different communities. Today we were talking about the race for mayor in New Britain. Uh, good luck to both of you. And for our listeners, remember local elections matter. Don't forget to vote September 14th. I'm Lucy Nopithanchel. Today's show produced by Matt Dwyer. Robin Doyne Aiken was on the phones today. Our technical producer is Kat Pastor. Back tomorrow.